What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Mission Driven Made podcast. This is your host and founder of the Mission Driven Made brand, Jacob Straub. And of course, welcome back to another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, what we do here at Mission Driven Made is equip and empower you to lead a high-achieving and mission-driven life. And we do this through a couple different outlets. One, being this podcast. Two, through daily content on social media. And number three, now introducing one-on-one high-performance coaching. So really excited to be able to offer that as well. Hope you guys have had a great week so far. I know for me and my family, it's definitely been an interesting one to say the least. My wife and I, we watched this documentary earlier in the week called The Higher I Jump. And it was about people with autism and the way they view or perceive the world around them. And if you're wondering why I'm saying this, it just really made me think or made me, it really reminded me in life It's probably best in at least many situations to seek to understand people and situations instead of just wanting to be right all the time because that's obviously really (laughs) easy for some of us to do and to get uh, kind of carried away with that sometimes. So by watching this documentary, excuse me, it really helped me understand my daughter that has autism just a little bit more. And like I said, it reminded me to seek to understand situations instead of just wanting to be right. So that is my encouragement for all of you uh, today. So let's uh, get into today's topic. And it's a topic that I absolutely love. Some of you have probably seen me talking about this uh, here here and there the last couple of weeks, and is how to become a critical thinker. But before we get into how to become a critical thinker, I'm going to define it in my own words. If you go and look this up, which I do encourage you to do, you're going to notice there is a lot of different definitions. Some of them are quite complex. So I'm just going to give you kind of the distilled version that makes sense to me. So a critical thinker is someone that can effectively and as non-biased as possible, which is obviously a really hard thing to do. So effectively and as non-biased as possible, accurately and actively analyze and process information and take action with that information when warranted. So hopefully I didn't make that a little bit more confusing than it needed to be, but that's kind of how I see being a critical thinker or critical thinking. So critical thinkers, they are the ones that are able to go and just make things happen. You know, we all know those types of people who no matter what, in whatever circumstance they're in, they are going to make things happen. And this is regardless if they are given a bunch of tools or an abundance of information presented to them to go and make those things happen. They are also normally problem solvers. And a lot of the times they are very emotionally intelligent. And then lastly, this may be one of the most important ones. They don't seem to get to polarized with situations, which is, I think, a great thing because it's very easy for us to get polarized over things. I think it's easier as a human to pick a side with something instead of understanding the nuance behind it. So here are a few ways to know you're probably not a critical thinker. So you're not a critical thinker if you tend to feel polarized about everything. I'd also say you're not a critical thinker if you need to be told what to do. And then lastly, 
you're not a critical thinker, most likely, if you don't take action or initiative when there is a problem that is presented in front of you. Now, the first time I heard the term critical thinker, this was back in paramedic school. So I was probably 22, 23 years old, something like that. I was in my journey of becoming a firefighter paramedic. And in the beginning of paramedic school, one of our instructors named Paul Maxwell, and Paul, if you are listening to this, you are awesome. Paul Maxwell, he told us, by the end of this program, I want all of you to be critically thinking paramedics. So that statement alone got me to think more because how I viewed this, I viewed, so we learn hundreds and hundreds of protocols that we have to memorize verbatim in paramedic school. So for example, if someone is having a heart attack or goes into cardiac arrest, we have a protocol for that. We see that and then we go perform all the different skills necessary to help that patient. So in my head, being a paramedic was pretty black and white. It's like if we see a situation, follow the protocol. But what I didn't understand until I got in the field, at least got in the field as a paramedic and was in charge of patients and in charge of emergency calls, there is never two emergency calls or two 911 calls that are exactly the same. There's going to be similarities between different calls, but they're never exactly the same. Every call presents a different challenge and is somewhat nuanced, to say the least. Now, let me give you an example of a time where my lack of critical thinking almost cost the patient possibly his life. I don't know this for sure, but I just know it would have been a very bad day for that patient if I didn't make a decision at the last second or didn't catch something. And it was because of my lack of critical thinking. So we responded to a call. What it came out as was someone that was shortness of breath, or excuse me, short of breath, which is a very common 911 call. So when I arrive, being the lead person on the call, I walk into this bedroom. It's kind of, um, it's kind of a dark bedroom, and the patient and family didn't speak English at all. So there was a a big language barrier trying to get information with what was going on. The patient was so short of breath that he couldn't talk. He was pretty severely overweight and he was sitting upright in his bed trying to breathe, which he was not doing so uh, very successfully. As I approached the patient, I heard wheezes. Now, wheezing is one of the tall tale signs of asthma and it can be other things, but that is the first thing that would go through most paramedics' minds or even, you know, the, the layperson is, okay, this is probably asthma. So normally what we do, we give that patient a breathing treatment. It's very similar if you see people um, have an inhaler and do a couple puffs of that. So it's like that, but just a little bit stronger. So that's what we would normally do first. But his shortness of breath was so bad that I was going to then give him a shot of adrenaline to open up his airways. So... That's a, we call that epinephrine, also known as adrenaline. So as I'm drawing up this medication, I looked up at the patient. My partner had hooked him up to our machine and was trying to get a blood pressure. That's one of the vital signs we get on every call. And I noticed the blood pressure, it wasn't reading on our machine. So that happens sometimes. It's not super uncommon, but there's a few reasons why 
that normally happens. So at that moment, I should have taken a step back. I should have detached myself a little bit from the situation, what was going on, and thought to myself, okay, why is this blood pressure not coming back? Now, the reason I say that is if this patient's blood pressure comes back really high, most likely this is not asthma and this is a completely different type of condition that we treat, which is called congestive heart failure. Now, the treatments for those two things are very different. Now, if I give a shot of adrenaline to a patient that has really high blood pressure, that is having exacerbated congestive heart failure, excuse me, heart failure, that could do a lot of damage. So I was drawing up the medication, I was drawing up that that epi, about to give the patient a shot of that adrenaline. Finally, that blood pressure came back, and they had sky-high blood pressure. It must have been 240 over 130 or something like that. So if you're familiar with vital signs, you know that's very high. So I was sitting there for a second and I was like, oh no, uh, this is not asthma. Or if it is, it's not the only thing that's going on. This patient has exacerbated congestive heart failure, which calls for very different treatment. So hopefully I didn't confuse any of you guys with what was going on there. Uh, But the point of that story being, I wasn't critically thinking. I walked into this room thought it was asthma, and got a little bit tunnel vision to fixing that problem. Instead of taking a step back, processing and analyzing all the information that was presented to me, even though it wasn't an abundance of information since there was a language barrier, but I should have done that, and then from there made a better decision. So with that being said, I want to give everyone a few takeaways that we can use to become critical thinkers. Okay. So point number one, start viewing life in situations on a spectrum. Start viewing life in situations on a spectrum. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me just give you an example. So a common question that I hear um, given to high level leaders is, should you be really close with your subordinates and employees? Or should you not be close with them at all? Okay, so instead of just thinking, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, view this on a spectrum. So an easy way to understand this is, think of this question and answer on a scale of 0 to 100. 0 meaning this leader does not interact with any of his or her employees, is not friends with them, and is not close with them whatsoever. Now, 100 would equal the leader or the boss, supervisor, whatever, is best friends with all of his or her employees or subordinates. So that would be just a yes or no answer. Now, if you are able to view situations like this on a spectrum or a little bit more nuanced, you could see the correct answer most likely is going to fall somewhere in the middle, maybe give or take a few numbers one way or the other. So maybe we could look at this as a 50 or 60 versus 100 or zero. So start viewing life in situations in life on a spectrum. It'll also keep you from (laughs) being polarized like I've been talking about a lot lately. Now, number two, be open-minded with new information coming your way, but be skeptical. 
Now, this is really important, especially given everything that is going on in our crazy world. We are being presented with contradicting information on a daily basis. So what you can do anytime you are learning new information, again, do your best not to be biased, even though I know it's kind of impossible to to not have our own biases, but openly listen and take in this new information and be skeptical by doing this. It's very simple. What you do, you hear information presented to you, and then you ask the question, why? So that's a, a great start. Ask the question, why? Continue to research more, the best that you can, and try to understand what they are trying to get across to you and why they are doing so. So be skeptical and open-minded at the same time. And number three is have a problem-solving mindset. So this kind of goes back to when I was listing off the different reasons why someone would not be a critical thinker. And one of them was needing to be told what to do and not taking action in situations. So sometimes in life, and I have definitely been there, there's a situation or a problem. This especially, you know, probably happened in my teenage years. It's presented to you and you don't know the answer. So no one's really telling you exactly what to do and you just freeze and you just stop and you don't handle that problem. So instead of doing this, have the mindset that you already made the decision beforehand that you are going to solve that problem to the best of your ability using the information that you have, even if that's not a lot of information. So having this problem-solving mindset is going to force you to be a critical thinker since you are literally going to have to be thinking your way through situations to solve the certain problems. Okay, so let's review those three just real quick one more time. View life and situations on a spectrum. Number two, be open-minded with new information, but be skeptical. And number three, have a problem-solving mindset. I know we've been talking about not being polarized uh, today and also the last couple weeks if you've seen any of the content coming out from Mission Driven Made. But before I end today's show, I do have to ask everyone that is listening out there, are any of you Raider fans? I need to know who my peeps are out there. Now, that may just be the most polarizing question (laughs) that, that I can ask any of you because I get two responses whenever I ask people that. And the response is normally their eyes lighting up and hugging me and shouting and yelling because they're so excited there's another Raider fan. Or I receive a look of death, like uh, my life is going to be ended in just a couple minutes (laughs) because I'm a a Raider fan. So yeah, let me know. Send me a DM and let me know if you are a Raider fan because it's obviously super important. So anyways, everyone, I digress, <laughs> but I hope you guys uh, got value out of today's episode and thank you so much for tuning in. If you did find value in today's episode or as always, if it made you think just a little bit more on this topic, or if you're going to consider trying to get better at becoming a critical thinker, go ahead and subscribe to the show and then leave us a five-star review. Those reviews are going to help us out tremendously, uh, work our way up in the ranks. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. If you guys have 
any questions that you want on a later podcast, remember you're going to see in the show notes that little button that says, or that little link that says, ask me anything. So click that and fill that form there. It'll take about 30 seconds or so. Also, if you have any questions about the high performance coaching, you could uh, drop me a question there or send me a DM on the Mission Driven Made Instagram account. Okay, everyone, it's been great catching up with all of you. Hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. Love all you guys. And until next time, everyone, stay mission-driven.